Hey, it's the Trailer Island Podcast. I'm Alex and I'm joined by Steve and Matthew. I forgot my name for a moment. Oh there. dear. <laughs> oh dear. I think in, in 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 anticipation of this week's episode, we should have changed the theme to something a little bit more synthy. A little bit more uh, 80s. We're already we're already starting on this. Yeah. We are, yes, yeah, so we're the trailer and podcast where we compare films and their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And the trailer that we're getting today, I love. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I love this trailer. Oh, I completely disagree. Unless you're thinking of a different one that I have seen. Well, they did have a few trailers yeah. for this film. Yeah. So perhaps whichever one we've chosen. Been and you quite can go. a lead in for this, this movie. It's been a long time, yes. a long time waiting. Been delayed. Twice? Twice. It's been delayed for about two years, I think, hasn't it? Uh, one year? One year. One year, yeah. Yeah. Well, the trailer that we're going to play you today is from about a year ago, which is... Uh, oh, that might be the one I do like, actually. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad. Yeah, no, I'm just... Well, well I'm oh, glad oh, I can appease you, Matthew. Well, well, I mean, it'd be nice, you know. <laughs> and Steve. Oh, yeah, and Steve's here too. We can't, <laughs> we can't forget Steve. Who would like to introduce... I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> this is WW84. What? That's, that, what the, that's what the marketing that, is. That is how the film markets yeah. itself. Wonder Woman 1984, everyone. Hit it, Johnny. <laughs> My name's Alex. Oh. Hit it, Johnny. <laughs> My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today. Save the world. Steve. Now I take what I want in return. Everyone will see. The world needs you. You know what you need to do. Nothing good is born from lies, and greatness is not what you think. Yeah, no, that, that is a good trailer. It's a great trailer. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so they released one after that, which I think all three of us agree gave away far too much in the movie, and that I don't like that trailer. Well, don't uh, I agree with that. No? Okay. Mm. Oh. So just on that trailer, you probably didn't hear much of it at all because it is full of Blue Monday by New Order, which isn't used in the film. But anyway, no. we'll, we'll get to that. That trailer gave me serious hype for mm-hmm. this film. Going, this looks awesome. Awesome. I am hyped for this. I'm hyped for the 80s music that's going to, you know, be <laughs> laced through it. I'm hyped for all the action that's going to be laced through it and explaining why all these things happen. And yeah. Are you talking about Suicide Squad or this film? <laughs> <laughs> Let's address the first thing. Yeah, okay. 1984. Mm, George Orwell. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's take it back one more step. Okay. We'll go, okay. What is this film about? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I know that. A podcast is going to be good. 
because on the day we record him, Matt will usually come in and, and he will struggle to contain his opinion uh, before the podcast. Yeah. He will get so, so excited about sharing what he thought. And I have to go, Matt, this is great. But this is all content that we can be using right now. Please be quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, that happened twice and today. <laughs> it did. It did. So, Wonder Woman 1984 yes. is the sequel to Wonder Woman that was released in the 2017. It doesn't seem to have any connection to the DC Extended Universe, but this film seems to... Um, it picks up 1984, of course. Wonder Woman is working in a museum, uh, and she happens to come across a a stone and a a villain who's after this stone uh, and the stone grants wishes, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. As you've seen in the trailer, Steve Trevor from the first movie who died comes back for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that's the, that's the, that's the <clears throat> synopsis. Now, can, can, may, I, may I just um, quote you, Steve, from our Mortal Engines but of episode? Course. <laughs> what a mess. What absolute tosh. What what a mess this film is. <laughs> like you say, Alex, everything in terms of hype before this film came out, it was all going great. Everyone was on board. The first Wonder Woman film, I think we can agree is a pretty good movie. Yeah. You know, I think we all yeah. we all like it. You know, it's it's not the, it's not gonna change the world, but it's a decent film. And um that trailer, like you say, it makes it look it makes it look like this film's non stop action mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman doing lots of wonder womering and um what <laughs> wonder womering but what we get spoiler alert is a two and a half hour movie in which two hours is spent with wonder woman not being wonder woman and a plot that dances around so much that i'm pretty sure even the writers didn't know what was going on i I don't know if I'd call this movie a mess. I would call it uh, long, really long, <laughs> uh, and maybe just a little, uh, a little too full of itself. A little bit. Why do we need a what I'm going to call a 30-hour flashback sequence at the beginning of the movie yeah, that has yeah. no? Well, okay. Look, I do understand thematically that it is meant to tie in with a moment later on in the film, but it's it's watery at best. It could be better written, and I yeah. feel like w- we got two opening sequences. We got a. a uh, the Themyscira stuff, which mm-hmm. we saw in the trailer, and then we got the mo- the mole shootout, which we also saw in the trailer. Yeah, I feel like yeah, a, a more capable writer would be able to contain these two scenes into a, a twenty minute bit. But and this is like forty minutes all up. Yeah, I think. and unfortunately, that forty minutes doesn't impact the film all exactly, that much. Yeah. It's you can kind of cut them, and nothing changes. Other than other than we do see some bandits still. This rock that uh, Diana will later find in her museum, but I mean that's that's a thirty second little bit before the title card you have to do. You know that's all you need for that. Yeah, um, you don't even need to do it. You don't need to see it being stolen. Really, it can just appear mm. as it does in the plot of the movie, where the FBI go, "Hey, we found this rock. Can you identify it, please?" That's the opening of your film. Yeah, there's, there's that first forty minutes is uh, tests your patience somewhat. It has it bears no impact on the film whatsoever. You could uh. remove it. And that's it. There's a lot of that in this film as well. I just, I, for a superhero film, there's no superheroing going no, on, there as isn't. you say. Like, I was just like, where's, where's the action-y stuff? Where's Batman? <laughs> <laughs> well, Batman wouldn't. He'd be a child, he'd be a he? chi- Probably yeah. be a child at this point. 
Um, I'm, I, I, I want to try and work out where to start talking about this. Yeah, there, yeah. there is a lot and I'm, here. And I'm not sure where to start talking about this because we're not here to fix the film either, but we do yeah. need to discuss it. And I think at this point we need to be able to be free to talk about spoilers because to come full circle with this, we need to talk about how yeah. things are paid yeah. off. So if you haven't seen the film yet, we're going to talk about things and be spoilery. Yeah. If you have seen the film, stick around. I would like to start, if I may, with two things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to balance out this uh, with a good thing, celebration, in fact, and then, and then a bad thing. Oh, oh, we're doing sandwiches. Yeah, we're doing sandwiches. All right, ready? Uh, I'll start with a bad thing. I mean, no, I'll start with a good thing, actually. <laughs> okay. that'll, that'll be funnier. Okay. It is so great to see Hans Zimmer back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not only just because he started the DC universe with Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, but this is one of his best scores. Yeah. I think it is so good. It's a great score, yeah. Great score. He uses themes from the other films he scored in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've discussed, it's a shame that the Wonder Woman theme doesn't quite go as full electric guitar as we've heard yeah. it previously. It's never been used well except for Batman v Superman. Yeah. That intro chills every um, time. I thought but it, I, I, oh, sorry, Steve. No, please. no, I, well, I was just going to say, I thought they did a good job with it in the original Wonder Woman film. Okay. But since then, I feel like it's continually been watered down. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's a shame. But that's my good thing. It was so good to listen to that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, it was actually fantastic. Um, my bad thing, okay, if you hijack a jet and you need to escape, the last thing you would do before escaping is fly that jet through fireworks. Yeah, yeah. What, why? Yeah. What, why well, would you I, do that? Okay, so let, let's set up to this. You know, this this is might be a nice little way of explaining some issues that we've got with the film. So the scene you're talking about there is that Diana and... Uh, Scott, Steve? Steve, Trevor. Steve, Steve, Trevor. They need to get to Cairo and they can't work out a way to get there quickly enough. And they're like, oh, hang on. Steve's a pilot. Let's go hijack a plane. Now, he's from 1917 or whatever he is, World War I guy. He was a pilot then, jumps in a modern jet, can fly it. Easy. Oh, look at that. I've done it. Look at that. They fly through the fireworks at what appears to be five kilometers an hour (laughs) and they've set up the fact they need to get there as quickly as possible. Let's quickly divert and fly through some fireworks. That's an issue. Now, (laughs) Steve at this point... For Diana's wish, she Uh. wishes that Steve comes back. And he does, but he comes back possessing someone else's body. Now, to Diana, he appears as Steve, but to the rest of the world, he still appears as the guy that, you know, the meat suit. (laughs) (laughs) This demon is possessing. (laughs) That... Yeah, you know, he's still, you know, he's a guy that has had a life, who has a life, who has a family, I'm sure, who doesn't who don't come looking for him. And all of a sudden, Steve is possessing him. And but, you know, throughout the film we're shown it as um Chris Pine. They go and rob a jet. <laughs> they see this other guy's face when they steal the jet and they're like, "Well, okay, FBI is now after this guy, had nothing to do with it." And his body is put in line. They get shot at. This yeah. guy didn't sign up for any of this. No, nope, just a normal guy. Just a normal guy. And just the film's going, don't don't worry about that. Yeah. It's fine. Don't it's it's the, fine. the lack of empathy that Wonder Woman, who is meant to be a hero, has for this poor person who's had their body hijacked is actually quite alarming. Her main concern as well is losing her powers. Instead of no, not the not the blatant ethical <laughs> reasoning in, in in another person hijacking another person. No, it's because she's made this wish. Now she's losing her powers. Yeah, 
Oh, we should say by the way that the magic stone we were talking about it grants you, it yeah. grants you a wish. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so, so everyone. <laughs> yes, it's the monkey paw thing. So you get a wish, but it takes something yeah. from you. Now, in this part of the story is that uh, the character played by Pedro Pascal, who you might know from The Mandalorian or uh, Game of Thrones, mm, I think he's in Kingsman too. He plays a man named Max Lord. Max Lord, and Max Lord has aspirations of being extremely powerful, mm-hmm. and he's a bit of a loser. He's a bit of a dropkick. Yeah. And he, for whatever reason, we don't know why he knows about it, but he knows about this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, it glosses over that, doesn't it? So <laughs> I just, I've been comparing this movie to Raider, uh, Indiana Jones this whole time because there's a sequence uh, where she's climbing underneath the truck. Then I realized there's a kid in there that looks exactly like Short Round as well. <laughs> And and the, and Indiana Jones was made in the nineteen eighties. That's correct. Do you reckon that was deliberate? You know, actually, you know what made me laugh. You know, when they, when they are in Cairo, I thought, yeah, because there was actually a trend in nineteen eighties action movies to have a desert scene. Yeah. Bond did it. We had Indiana Jones. We had Romancing the Stone, uh, to just to name a few. And I feel like that this film deliberately went to a desert. Can I, I hate deserts in movies. <laughs> I have had enough of them. Can I apologize profusely, Alex? I just I try. Uh, my my mind broke. that's perfectly okay hold on to those points because i believe they're really valid so he is he's got this passion for for power and stuff and for whatever reason he knows that the stone exists and that grants wishes and he knows for some reason that if he makes his one wish i want to be the stone it will absorb into him and he will be able to grant wishes and part of that is that he can grant wishes to people one and one only but take something and choose what to take from them Mm -hmm. and his choice is to take their power or their wealth, or their oil, or whatever. Or their health. Or their health, even, because he's an oil baron of sorts, and he's running this failing empire of oil rigs and stuff. And he gets the stone, he's able to do it, he's able to start the oil wells, start doing things and stuff, And but he wants more. He wants, he's impassioned to have more. And I guess a part of this is that, that he becomes corrupted by the stone in a sense, yeah. that his lust for power is continuing and grows. And, and that's the thing is that this is something that the film actually does really well. Yes. He starts out wanting to support his son yeah. and he wants his son to be proud of him and, and to live a good life. And so what the stone, I mean, this is, I mean, he is the stone, but what the stone takes from him is, I guess, that clarity that he's doing, the, the reason he was doing yeah, it originally, yeah. and he just becomes power hungry in the end and, and forgets about his son in the end. Which I thought, it's a beautiful tragedy at, at like three quarters of the way through the film where the, the child himself wishes for the child to have his father's uh, happiness. Uh, doesn't, he, doesn't he say, I, I want you to be... Oh, I can't remember. I wish now. for you to be happy. Something along like, but it's it's obviously taking away Max Lord's happiness or his his, his goodness. Yeah. And I thought that's a wonderful. This is alluding to some really really good tragic themes, and I don't think it they is. followed through on it. No, and and unfortunately, um, I don't think once all is said and done that this film ends in any way that has any yeah. answers. It just it just ends. Yeah, it goes. Oh, everyone's saved. We're credits. Now, I, I feel like Max Lord as a character is probably like all of his no, stuff know. in the film is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is. Pedro all that Pastel, stuff is great. Pesto is absolutely Pascal. amazing. Pesto Pastel is so good. Jimmy Pesto, yeah. Um, no, he, he is actually really good in yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. Really good. You actually feel for him a lot until he starts getting really evil at the end. But yeah, you do feel for him a bit. He's a villain, but not by choice, I would suggest. Yeah, it's I all this power he, that goes to his head that he, he wants to achieve. He definitely doesn't think he's a villain. 
He can't it, see what's happening to him, basically. No, Because the, no, sto- the stone right. is doing stuff to him. It's, now, the character yeah. that chooses to be powerful uh, in a different sense is... Christian Wig. Chris, Kristen, Kristen Wig. Kristen yeah. Wig. And what's her character's name? I don't know. Uh, Minerva. Barbara. 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 Minerva. Barbara. Yeah. Barbara Thank Minerva. You. Yes. Sure. And that's, no, that's great. Is that right? Yeah, that's okay. Right. <laughs> and she she she's a she's a nerd. She's ignored by people and, and her wish is to become well, she she befriends Diana. Yeah. And, Very naturally. And they get along and she sees that Diana, Wonder Woman, has, you know, all this prowess. You know, powerful, she's strong, she's attractive, she's all these things. And she wishes to have what she has. Unbeknownst to her is that she doesn't actually know that she's Wonder Woman, but essentially she's wished for that power. Mm-hmm. And, well, she starts to get it. She becomes powerful. She becomes attractive to men. She becomes... uh, Not to be messed with. Not to be messed with. Charismatic. Charismatic. All these things. And it slowly corrupts her as well. And as we know, the wishes take something away from you. And in this case, what was valuable to her was her compassion, her humanity. And that starts to get pulled away, which is... And I think that's cool. But it was well it done. Kind of, I thought of a few moments were a bit sudden, but it was yeah. The, it's strange that the two villain characters were the most fleshed out. I felt like her character was, was the example. Okay, it was it was. This is what the wishes can do, but I felt like they they were doing such a good job in demonstrating that with Max Lord that there was really no reason for her character to be in this well, film. Well, Wonder Woman needed someone to fight. <laughs> Wonder Woman needed someone to have a have a have a fight with, yeah. and. And and then the then they do that wasn't enough. Now I'm going to no. say something about um, Christian Wiig's character Barbara. Kristen. C- Kristen. My, my Christian. C- Christian. 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 Just keep talking. Giant. Joss Whedon. <laughs> so we all remember when um, Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man. Yeah, we remember that, right? Um, so God, he's the best Spider-Man. I'm sorry, I don't want to get into this now, but I just want to just you know drop. Why did you bring it up? Because I just want to make sure that we're all educated. And now we can move on. Now, it did remind me a lot of the Jamie Foxx character in mm, yeah. Rise of Electro. I can't remember what that film's called. This, I mean, this film does it better. I mean, I think we can all agree Electro is a little disappointing in that movie. But it did. It was basically the same arc, I thought. Like, Jamie Foxx is the nerd. He, he walks into the building and drops his suitcase all over the floor. And literally the, exactly the same thing happens in this film. And then they get a taste of absolute power yeah. and it goes straight to their heads. I don't know if that's of merit. It's just it kept coming into my head. No, no, I, I was going to add to that. This film made me think of two superhero movies in particular and just how better they handled some of the themes they were touching on in Wonder Woman 84. And that was uh, Spider-Man 2 and, and The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Because they touch on the fact that Wonder Woman feels like she can't do the job without her love for Steve Trevor. And... and, and her having Steve Trevor, it's sort of you, she starts to lose her powers, which you saw in Spider-Man Two. You know, uh, as soon as Peter Parker decides, oh, I'm not going to be Spider-Man, Spider-Man anymore, things start going well for him. But I feel like we've seen that exploration of of a superhero and the romantic interest and and being compelled to be with them or not we not be with them in, in terms like and it's been done better before it's been oh, done abso- better for like absolutely. the dark knight that's that's a, that's a central point in the dark knight and it's done really well like when michael kane comes out and he takes a letter from him about yeah. him and he burns the letter and oh my god it's been done better i feel like that's maybe the underlining point with wonder woman 84 everything in this film has been done better 
And I also, to that same point, I would suggest that this film's also, Wonder Woman is trying to do too much as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know why this mistake keeps happening, but it always seems that when you have a successful one-off superhero film that for all intents and purposes you could suggest is perhaps on a smaller scale to others when they make the sequel they go we've got to throw multiple villains in we've got to throw everything in and it never works no never works i was sort of asking myself today like how do they make these bad films yeah i don't want to explicitly say the film's bad but well it is it just <laughs> it just doesn't do the basics right like why 1984 yeah and what is if you're going to call it Wonder Woman 1984, aside from setting it in 1984, what are you giving us why it's set then? Well, what is the purpose of it being set then? The 80s because it was a very materialistic sort of time and they're trying to touch on those materialistic okay. sort of but, themes. But as soon as you say 1984, you think of George Orwell's book. That's true. And I mean, the, it does start to create a dystopia, yeah. but it's got I, nothing to do with watching... I, was gonna, I would suggest there's nothing in this strong enough to relate it to the George Orwell book 1984. So why, why call it... Just set it 1983 or 1985, you know. It doesn't seem like it matters it's 1984 specifically. I why, think why wasn't it One Woman Rise of Cheetah? <laughs> I keep on thinking of your name's Tigress. Is it um, Tigress, is it? No, it's Cheetah. It is Cheetah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the real problem here is that there's one person involved in this movie that's just corrupted by power. Um, oh, God. And that's uh, that's Patty Jenkins uh, because she actually wrote this film. I feel like Patty oh, Jenkins no no, was... no, no, she didn't write it. She she came up with a story, but she didn't write it. Oh, right. Yeah. I feel like she's been given way too much leeway with this film. And that's why we have a film that is two and a half hours. It definitely shouldn't be two and a half hours. It definitely needs to be shorter than that. Yeah. Like, like, and I, I'm not saying this to like have a go at you, Steve, or, or as a joke. I legitimately mean it. Like, Batman versus Superman, the long cut. I can watch that and go, yeah, mm-hmm. I understand why this is the length it is. But this film, I watch, going, this needs to be shorter. You need to yeah. cut this down. Mm-hmm. They they certainly do a lot to bash you over the head with themes about consumerism and wishes yeah. and. You're talking about a human construct that we're very well aware of. Stop punching me in the yeah. face with it, please. Especially when they don't have a concrete answer for the, for the <laughs> problems they're presenting as well. Yeah. And if you're going to set it in 1984 and you're going to have a trailer that has a banging 80s track, yeah. one, use it in the film. Two, use more music from the 80s in the film. Yeah, what was, do they do? Neither of those things. I was very disappointed by that. Like, you've got so much opportunity. Like, yes, you've done the aesthetics of it. That's great. You've done the costumes. That's great. But, like, it just I didn't buy it otherwise. An 80s version of the Wonder Woman theme. Oh, that would be great. Like that, and like, Hans Zimmer could have done it. Yeah. He could have done it. And, like, when Wonder Woman learns how to fly through the sky, spoilers, you know, which we discussed, you should know that by now, spoilers, they use an already established, well-known song. They use Adagio in D minor, which is used... Do in, they? Yeah, in everything. Yeah. It's not an original song either. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think it's the version from Kick-Ass. I was going to say, that, that moment where she learns to fly, uh, fly, I think, is one of the best moments of it's the It's one film. of the best. It is. Right. Actually, maybe just to counterbalance that again, like, but having, like, talking of using mu- music from other films... Hans Zimmer does a great thing at the end of this movie where he uses the same music from the opening of Batman versus Superman. Now, the reason it's great uh. is that in Batman versus Superman, it's called The Beautiful Lie. And it's about Bruce Wayne pontificating about how he's tried to help Gotham, but it's all worthless. In this film, when they use that music, Wonder Woman is talking about the beautiful truth. Oh. And it's. I thought it was kind of an interest. I don't know if it means anything. I mean, this film's pretty hollow, but I feel like it, I feel like it was an attempt to kind of 
counterbalance perhaps some other characters who at this point we assume still exist yeah. in this universe i thought that was really interesting i thought that was cool i i want to make two points about the wonder woman character in partic- in particular i thought a gal gadot was a lot better at, of an actor in this one although really really inconsistent Mm. You know where she where, when she's saying goodbye to Steve Trevor, I thought that was that was a beautiful moment, beautifully acted. But for the rest of it, she's pretty much just stone faced Gal Gadot the whole way I, through. I did think she walked through this movie. Yeah. The second one is who like the, the theme they bring up with Wonder Woman is is doubting whether she can sacrifice for the greater good. You know, mm-hmm. who's doubting that of Wonder Woman? <laughs> You know, I feel like the first Wonder Woman film sort of set up how strong, how selfless of a character this 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 person actually is. Yeah, I feel like this the the whole character arc for her is sort of retreading old ground. It is no it def- well. I mean, this is the issue as well though with the prequel problem they've got because these both the first Wonder Woman film and this one mm-hmm. are set before we see her in the present day, so they can't well. I was about to say they can't do anything too dramatic, but actually, you know what? I reckon they've ruined the continuity with this film because oh, they don't care about it because anymore. Because this film gets pretty apocalyptic at the end, yeah. and then when you get to uh, later down the line, no one seems to have any memory mm. of it ever happening. The only photo of her existing is this one from World War One. That, that's and and other and and they've got that action scene where she smashes the cameras. Yeah. Right? Ugh. It's like. Cameras record. <laughs> That's not how cameras work. That's not how cameras work. Like if you're running security on a mall, like they're 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 doing they're, they're they've got recording you. to something. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, it was amazing. There was this woman who was in the suit. And she had this big golden lasso, and these things were happening. And and this is you know hundreds of people can back this up. And like, oh no, 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 we can't remember. I, that. that was possibly one of the flimsiest things is that this film tried to pretend yeah. that she would do this entire movie, and then no one would remember her or see her or remember the events of the film. <laughs> and yeah, and the first half an hour or whatever it is when they're doing the Olympiad thingy, which, you know, looks lovely, is cool, but actually has no payoff to the story whatsoever, is that Diana as a young child is competing in this thing and she uh, takes a shortcut. But she takes a shortcut because a challenge was thrown in a way and she finds a, a resolution to yeah, it. this confused and me. Then, and then she's prevented from winning this thing that she was going to win and say no you can't because you cheated you can't I, that, you can't cheat your way through these things i'm like okay so the theme's going to be about cheating and and yeah. taking shortcuts and that's not what the film was about it's like, a little diana, bit better. i know but diana in that in that scene overcame odds against her yeah, now to this achieve is, this is why it made me really angry as i thought shouldn't you be congratulating this young girl for using her head and and still not not necessarily winning, but I don't. Th- I think she's still coming first. I can't remember. But she's like, okay, I've lost my horse, but I'm not out of the race. Isn't aren't we always told always finish the race? Yeah, isn't that what we're always taught? It's like no, you just because you slid down a hill, you're scum. How dare you? I am ashamed of you. Like, no, 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 no. She used her brain. And she still competed and tried to get to the end. If cheating's wrong, then Steve Rogers is a fraud. <laughs> Captain America but, shouldn't exist. I mean, it's not. It's not like she poison someone or sabotage yeah. someone she just thought i've lost my mode of transport how else can i get there and i i honestly didn't think she deserved to be punished for that again i think that comes back to if you if you combined that themiscura and the mole scene it was better written you had a better example of what we were just saying then yeah i think it would set up the movie a whole lot better mm, shame that talking about some practical issues the cgi in this oh. not great some Look, of the worst. Some of the worst I've seen. Uh, practical effects aren't great either. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So there's one that um, that this is what I was talking just to you about earlier when you had to tell me to be quiet. Um, there, there was there's one that I actually look. I'm 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 not usually that picky about special effects because yeah. I think you know if you're sitting there to pick apart a movie to that degree, you're not really enjoying the film. So even when you know a film has not got the best budget and the effects are say passable, I'll usually go no that's that's they're doing the best they can. Now this film had a massive budget, mm-hmm. loads of people behind it, and has some of the worst effects I think I've seen in the last five years. There's a shot where Wonder Woman goes to save some kids on a road. She uses her lasso. She attaches it to something. Like Spider-Man, you never quite know what she's actually <laughs> swinging on. But um, as she goes to pick up these kids, it's a slow motion shot, and the kids move before she's yeah. touched them. Yeah. Oh, what were they thinking? I want to say they'd probably overuse slow mo in this. This, yeah, too much in this. But I, generally, that 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 chase scene is actually quite good. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a cool action scene. But then it just like has these really janky, yeah. you know, poorly animated mm. effects. Yeah, yeah. Know. And then in that scene, we've just established that she is able to speak <laughs> um, Arabic or whatever it may yeah. be, and. And she sabotages this truck, and then she says to the guy who's driving it, who are the the, the Middle Eastern special forces or whatever, in English, your brakes still work. And then the guy proceeds to crash off the side yeah, of the highway. Yeah. He like, like careers off and then crashes. What are you doing? Like, what a dick! <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a dick move. I was very distracted by the the efforts that the filmmakers went into making sure that uh, Wonder Woman didn't kill anyone. Oh no, I liked that. You liked I, that? I, I liked. I mean, I was yeah, distracted by it. No, well, that's the. I thought that was the point. Is they're going? No, no. Look, she's even though the us as filmmakers have forsaken any kind of filmmaking techniques that's mm-hmm. been you know resembling cinema since the beginning of cinema. Um, at least our main character doesn't want to hurt anyone. Unlike yeah. in the first Wonder Woman, when she shields everybody in the trench scene, oh, yeah. who then they go to proceed and just shoot the ever living life out of the German soldiers. That's right, <laughs> with a shotgun. They, they were at war. It was they, different. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't she have a thing where she thinks that humanity is corrupt by Ares, and like yeah. that's the whole reason why? Yeah, that's the first know, film, isn't it? Yeah, but in reality, like it's just you know humanity can kind of just be bad. Mm. In a set, like I don't know, it's just the the themes aren't as across it as I thought they could mm. be. Um, well, it's not a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about smashing in the face with things. My word! But then, like Zack then- Snyder, I think you mean the male Patty Jenkins. Uh, oh, oh, Steve. Wow. Well, we may have to bring that up next. You know, yeah. When uh, yeah, when we do when badly we do suits, the or the uh, the Snyder cut. Um, of Justice League. Mm, It's going to be interesting. But in this film, they established that a wish can literally, out of thin air, generate something. It can generate nuclear warheads, as we see the president request. We see the the oil tycoon of Cairo manifest a giant wall all Mm -hmm. of a sudden. Why did Steve not... Exactly. Manifest yeah. I actually yeah. would, as a being. It, it actually honestly would have been better and more heartfelt if he appeared out of thin air. Yeah. That's, so, that's so much more of a miracle, isn't it, than him just possessing some poor guy's body. And then we really see the magic of this stone exactly. and what it can achieve. Yeah. And imagine when, you know, at the end, she, they talk about rescinding. I, I give up my wish. I don't need this anymore because for the greater good, I need to give this up. If, you know, he got snapped out of existence and you saw that separation. Yeah. You know, but I guess in this, they're leaving it open to maybe he didn't or whatever but then I guess you see the guy later on don't you that he but, possessed and Chris Pine doesn't bring uh, anything to this movie 
I like Chris Pine. She's charming. He's great in but Star that's Trek. That's brings to her. But that's, that's all Chris Pine she, is really good she, for. She, she, <laughs> in the first film, she knows him for like a week and then she can't yeah. go 70 years without, or 60 years or whatever it may be without like... I have I, to admit, I think she should just get over it at this I point. I feel like I was giving... That was... No, she does. She what? does. Yeah. The film establishes okay, yeah. that she's got some sort of family because yeah, no, she starts yeah. a ranch and she has a named daughter. After him, and she has a daughter who she outlives, which yeah. we find out through photos and stuff. Like they, so she like, why does she wish for that? <laughs> wouldn't she wish? Wouldn't it be? Look, okay, I, I don't have. I guess does does it show that she's not infallible? Like she can, um, you know, maybe. be forced to give in to oh, other look, things I, that she I'm wants. I'm not a parent, but if I had had a kid and I'd outlive them, if I had a wish, I'd probably wish to see my kid again. Would I mean that's probably more that makes more sense than seeing the bloke you spent a week with during World War One, doesn't it? Really? Like, come on. <sighs> You, you would think so. You would think so. Steve's face is quite contemplative at the moment. I'm, I'm thinking about the Steve Trevor thing in the, in the context of both like a uh, – this is a long thought and I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to express it here, but I'm thinking about the context of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman having a, a love interest 60 years ago being unable to give up that love interest and, and – how that translates to an audience, and it translates like one or two ways. It, 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 it's either you, your character is dependent on a male savior, which for this movie is is not a good message. No, that's, that's like. bad. That's bad. More broadly, though, I feel like, and this is a more positive way to spin it. It's it's as a hero, you've maybe you've got to learn to give up the ones you love to actually be the hero. See, I don't like that. Again, that sounds like Rose in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And that's just a stupid mantra, isn't it? Oh, that's how we win, not by, was it destroying the ones we hate? No. Save, saving the one, not saving kill, the ones we love. Saving the ones we love. Yeah. As the giant death laser goes over her head and cracks open the door. Or, anyway, it doesn't matter. We, we, I mean, we haven't really touched on <laughs> it. I don't think we pro- we're not really qualified to touch on it. But mm. I think, I don't know what the feminist... Uh, messaging with this film is going to be in the in the in the coming years. That's the thing is, I have to admit, I would have thought that this film you have two lead female characters in Wonder Woman and then um, Barbara, and I think that they could have done more. Again, like like you say, Steve, I don't know if I'm qualified to, to say this, but I think they could have done more with them. Mm-hmm. I still think Ellen Ripley in Alien is a better feminist role model yeah. than this movie, and this film had more reason to to sort of make sure that these women characters were strong and independent mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, this dependence on Steve Trevor is a bit strange. Yeah. Don't look at me. I don't... Oh, like, we're looking just, at you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you both looked at me at the same what, time. Like, what I do got, you think like, of Chris Pine? <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris Pine. Are you dependent on Chris Pine, Alex? No. I, I mean, I thought he was I thought he yeah. was cool in the film. Like, I, I like his him acting first. and he's, he's super charming. And I like him in the first one, but this, like, for example, it's in the trailer, um, I think the second trailer, the one I don't like, when he has to acclimatise to the 1980s fashion. Mm-hmm. And I saw that in the trailer and I thought, oh, that's going to be fun. Like him, you know, going from 1917 to 1984, there's, that, that's going to be fun. They'll have fun with that. But that montage in the film is just janky and not mm. cut properly, and just yeah. Th- there's a jump cut, yeah, and there's like a jump a, cut, like an un yeah, like it doesn't have a payoff at why that jump cut is there. Like that doesn't match the pacing of the scene at all. Like in that trailer, there's that wonderful line about when they're looking at the modern art as they're walking through the plaza, and he, and he goes over to the the rubbish bin and he goes, mm. "Oh, that's that's just the trash can." In the trailer, it comes across as quite charming and yeah. funny. Just the way it's cut in the film, to me, it was just dead. I didn't mind mm. it. Uh, I, uh, 
I I sort of I wonder about the delay in this film as well. I feel like there were there was some rush to get it done for its original May release, and then COVID happened. And I wonder if these filmmakers think I can't I can't touch this film anymore on fear that you know it's going to get released a month down the track, and then that month down the track gets extended into six months, like this mm. example here. And whether Patty Jenkins is like, I don't know whether I can recut some of these elements and be done in time for these moving time frames. They must have some sort of thing where it gets locked and that's it. You can't touch Maybe. it. Yeah. Well, like, I know the director of the new Bond film has said that it's locked then because that's been delayed now by a whole year and they, mm. ha- well, allegedly haven't touched it. Apparently it's a locked, finished product, mm. apparently. That's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, again, like I can see the positives. Again, you don't ever want to go in and fiddle too much and over overcut something. Yeah. But this film probably could have benefited from that. Just tighten up the CGI. So I went to saw I went to saw this with my dad, right? Okay, and he turned to me at one point and goes, "What kind of film is this? Like, is it a <laughs> what what kind of film would you call this? Is it like a dramatic dramatic romance? Like, because at this point there was nothing to suggest that it was an action film. No, well, there is there isn't any action like, really I, for a long time, and I don't know what kind of film it is. It's, like, it's odd if you if you isolated Max Lord's story, it mm. becomes a Sort of a uh, almost like a um, what do you call it a Christmas Carol sort of <laughs> movie yeah. where yeah. the main main character figures out I've got these powers what what can I do with it it's uh, it's like it's like the nineties film Blank Check where a young child gives himself one million dollars mm, I could do with a million dollars if mm. you'd like to support Trailer Island <laughs> and its creation be sure to <laughs> write us a blank check. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I got nothing else I want to say about it. I, I I think we've we've gone through it with a fine tooth comb. Hans Zimmer's score though that made yeah. me really excited yep. for his Bond score. That's gonna be great. If, yeah. if his Bond score is as good as this, oh, can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> we've been talking for far too long. Okay, the lights have gone out. Dickens. <laughs> let's give let's give it a rating. Out of what? Out of out of what? Uh, Magic stone. Oh, can we just also acknowledge that the what, what's with the whole hit, that that shield thing that she gets being able to defend against humanity, it, impermeable to the to everything, yeah. and then all of a sudden she gets in a small fight and it's destroyed by a, some kitty cat, claws, some cat claws in like three minutes. Right. Yeah. I also want to know where her shield was from the first movie and her sword as well. Yeah, because she has that in Bat V yeah, Suits. She does. Yeah. Why does she not have it in this one? I don't know. Why, Steve? Why? I'll ask Patty. Please do. If you work for Disney, be sure to reach out. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not Disney. It's Warner Brothers. If you work oh, for yeah. Disney. You're thinking of Marvel, aren't you? If yeah, you work sorry. For Disney, please reach out to Warner Brothers. They desperately need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Desperately. Oh, dear. Uh, okay. Now, uh, what out of what, what what tangible thing are we giving this? Bum bags. Bum bags? <laughs> if, you've seen, if you've seen the film, that makes sense. Yeah, bum bags. Uh, trash cans. Trash cans. Trash, trash cans. Yeah, that's very American. But yeah. uh, Fireworks. Uh, invisible jets, uh, Egyptian guards, which she can all all of a sudden do. By the way, yeah. like, what's oh, that about? Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, I think I can make this invisible. Do you remember would this that, from the comic? Would that have been handy when they were fighting Doomsday in Batman vs Superman? That she could turn herself and other things invisible. I think it might have been. Anyway, uh, sorry. Out of <laughs> what of? Do you want to go with bum bags? Okay, bum bags. I go first. Yes, you may go first. Uh, I'm just going to give this a pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I think um, Pedro Pascal's acting was fantastic. It's good to see Gal Gadot sort of grow as an actress as well. Um, 
there were entertaining bits, but the 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 high but here is that the negatives really do outweigh the positives. Uh, and uh, I mean, personally, I don't see myself ever watching this film again. Uh, I would love to sit down and watch Wonder Woman, the first one, again. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I just I thought. You know, I thought things were on the up and up after Shazam. Shazam was a really fun film, and yeah. I thought... Shazam is good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, well, okay, we're getting into lighter territory. It's going to be nice and concise, but no, nah, this is this is sort of just mm, pandemonium. May I? Yes, you may. I never want to see this film again. Oh, God. One. <laughs> one. Yeah. Matthew, it's the second week of the new year, and you're going to oh, yeah. Go and watch Soul. Yeah. Don't see this. <laughs> no look no always form your own opinions as i always say it was great to go back to the cinema and get the popcorn and the drink and everything but i just i just wish i'd seen a better film five stars to the popcorn five stars the popcorn was great yeah no one from me i love wonder woman i love the first one and i love the Zack snyder universe but this um was offensive jesus <laughs> okay because I really like really liked Max Lord Pedro Pascal's character, I thought he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The score is yeah. fantastic. The last forty minutes of the film, thirty forty minutes of the film with the action, everything that goes on, is fantastic, and all of that works really well. It's just everything else that just you know I just we've we've spoken enough about it, but I will give it a three because I think there is enough there for it to be enjoyable. That's six out of 15. Yeah. You know, I've, one I've, or two actually, three. I, I do need to say, I was just sitting there thinking that if I had the choice of watching Suicide Squad or this, I would absolutely watch this. Okay. So I might actually say two. But not by much, though. But not by much. Yeah. But, so a seven. Ah, oh, it's saved. <laughs> it's no, saved. I, I will go up to a two because, like Steve says, and like Alex says, there are moments where yeah. the sun shines through and the filmmaking gods suddenly decide that Things can work and yeah. people can have fun. You remember fun? Anyone remember that? <laughs> okay, so we, Steve, you're not changing anything. You're staying where you are. Nah, it's just a, it's just an, it's an interesting film to think about. Yeah, in terms of what they did with it, I feel. Look, it's created heaps of discussion for us at yeah. least because we've been, we've been, we've been talking a while. The other thing being is that. We were able to go to the cinema. I saw this in a cinema, and we have to say thank you to Wallace Cinemas oh, as yes. well. Lovely Wallace Cinemas. For providing support to the Trailer Island podcast. Yeah. So Wallace Cinemas, based in Adelaide in South Australia, are providing support to this podcast. So we thank them. Absolutely. For particularly for this mm-hmm. episode. And hopefully in the future they continue to help us out. So they've been fantastic. Should we just say goodnight now? Can, yeah. can, can we go? Can we <laughs> I think it's probably a good idea because that was yeah, go see the film. Go, yeah, go if see you it. haven't seen it and you've listened to this entire podcast, go see the film because I think it's a really good thing to sort of wrap your head around. And go, okay, yeah, what can I take from this? It'll be character building, <laughs> <sighs> like walking through a snowstorm in your bare feet. <laughs> Precisely. Look, we've been the Trailer Island podcast. I've been Alex. I've been joined by Steve Trevor. <laughs> oh yeah, your name's Steve. And cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, oh, maybe that's the connection with the first bit with the whole you can't cheat, and then she becomes a cheater because she the, cheats. The villain at yeah. the end, and maybe we've we've fixed the film, boys. One star. <laughs> <laughs> do, do. <laughs>
I don't even know. All right, so we're, we're you can find us on all the social Thank media you, platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, please send us a message just with any requests or just if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we're on the the Facebook, the the we're on the all of them, aren't we? On the Instagram, on the Instagram, email, Australia Post. Um, no, always always happy to hear from you. And uh, yes, good night. We'll see you next week on the Trailer Island Podcast. This is a Narrative Network podcast.